Hi guys, thanks for listening to Library Overload. I am Tavia. And I'm Susie. And we are very excited that you are back listening with us. Don't forget to check out our website, which is libraryoverload.home.blog. And also go check us out on Instagram, and that's just Library Overload. written by comedians yes I'm very excited about this I've read a lot of these I know you had read way more than I have mm-hmm. so it's one of my favorites one of my favorite like genres or subsets oh, yeah. or I like to know the behind the scenes stuff yes me too mm-hmm. absolutely and I will say I also I love listening to these on like, oh. audible because the authors usually read them and I love that oh yeah it's yeah, I've I've listened to a couple of these mm-hmm. and they're great. But I think that totally still counts as reading books. Of course it does. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. So my first one today is Bossy Pants by Tina Fey. Yes, and I've also read this one. It's on my list as well. So we're both to talk about this one. Obviously, we all know and love Tina Fey. Well, we all know her. I love her. I love her. This is kind of an autobiography memoir-ish so it starts out Mm -hmm. with her growing up like all of that you get to know how she was as a kid like growing up her first jobs and stuff like that and then Mm -hmm. how she got into the comedy world Mm -hmm. and she's just hysterical did you listen to this one I did it was the first autobiography comedy thing that I ever listened to it was the very first one that got me so that kind of just turned you on yes that got me turned on to this this genre and I loved it like I love that it's tells about her childhood Mm -hmm. but it's also like it's mixed with these beautiful discussions about beauty standards oh yeah and like girl on girl sabotage which Mm -hmm. you know is just the worst we at least have to be nice to each other because the men aren't gonna be nice to us no one else will we have to support each other and then the whole like the title bossy pants I loved where she was coming from. Like, girls get called bossy if mm-hmm. they're in charge or if they're in positions of power. And her coming as a writer mm-hmm. um, when she went through to Second City, which is the improv in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And then when she became a writer at SNL before she ever started um, being Acting. an actress, she was like a, a writer, like a head writer who was in charge. And people would call her bossy. And she was like, you know, let's just embrace this. Mm-hmm. Um, I am bossy. But, I, you know, bossy girls get shit done. Yeah. So I, I loved that she talked about that. I loved that she talked about Saturday Night Live, mm-hmm. her movies, being a working mom. Yeah. And especially in an industry where people are not always nice to working moms. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I loved it. But I, I loved that it was hysterically funny. Mm-hmm. But, like, deep actual discussions were going on. And she has some great quotes about, like, beauty standards mm-hmm. that it's just it's just amazing i loved it yeah i i loved it too uh she i think this has gone around the internet too but there's a like a a poem that she writes her daughter that's like oh my gosh may she so never funny. may she never call me a bitch when i ask her to come home and like mm-hmm. may never a tattoo of winnie the pooh be on her butt like right. just it's and uh, may she be so beautiful um as to be popular but not too beautiful as to attract attention of her <laughs> soccer coach <laughs> <laughs> yeah i yeah she's yeah. hysterical the book was really really good it made mm-hmm. you think it made you laugh like yes it was it was so good i gave it five stars like i probably would have given it more stars if they had <laughs> more for me to give it but i just Oh, it was just so wonderful. And I, I just love her. Yeah, she's great. I want to be best friends with her. That's fine. 
I also know um, she wrote Mean Girls. Uh, yes, I did know that. And that whole the girl on girl hatred mm-hmm. where she talks about and that one is really br- brilliant too. Mm-hmm. Like stop calling each other whores and sluts if yeah. you don't want other people calling right. us this as well. And uh, I just loved it. Yeah, she's great. She has a an ability to get you thinking without realizing you're doing it. Yeah. Which I loved. My next one that I'm going to discuss is Yes, Please. Uh, and that's by Amy Poehler. I read this one too. It's a good follow-up to Tina Fey since they're besties. Yes. This one is a collection of essays, like funny little stories about growing up, about sex, love, friendship, marriage, mm-hmm. parenthood. Mm-hmm. But she has a quote that I loved so much that I still talk about to this day. And it's, it takes years as a woman to unlearn what you have been taught to be sorry for. Mm-hmm. And this like hit home in such a real way for me because I was at a point where I would apologize for everything. Mm-hmm. And it's true. Women are taught to be sorry for things that aren't even our fault. Right. And I loved that she addressed that. And hers was more, it was like a memoir. It wasn't like overtly funny, like the way Tina, Tina Fey right. approached it. Mm-hmm. But it was still hilarious because it's Amy Poehler. Mm-hmm. But it was real. And I loved that. I love that Seth Meyers like randomly has a little chapter in there. Yes. and And just talks about how much he loves Amy, mm-hmm. loves working with her, mm-hmm. working for her, like mm-hmm. all of that. I just, I love their kind of dynamic as Mm -hmm. really good friends yes and then I had not read Parks I had not watched Parks and Rec before I had read this Mm -hmm. but I just remember her saying how much she loved the character that she played so much like she regularly Mm -hmm. would just randomly text the writers and be like what do you think she's doing now Mm. like just I just I loved it and that's the reason that I watched Parks and Rec Mm -hmm. which now i freaking love right I didn't I didn't start watching that until I read her book as well I haven't finished that series just because I suck at life it's so good but apparently you don't finish series and you don't finish tv series so I just don't I don't (laughs) don't you're not a finisher apparently yeah I I love her character in that show Mm -hmm. because she's such like a strong woman like there's one episode where he's like women are frail and she's like oh I think you're talking about your hip Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> she's so strong and she's unapologetic yes. about it. Unapologetic, absolutely. Yeah, like yeah, she's she's amazing. Mm-hmm. I I love her so much. Mm-hmm. I also like that she talked about her pregnancy mm-hmm. and Will. She she was married to Will yeah. Arnett for a while, and in the dissolution of all of that, mm-hmm. and still being friends yeah. and a very mature way to be about life. I love when she was talking about how she was like 10,000 months pregnant and rapping for Sarah Palin. Yes. Oh my God. That was so funny. Like, and then she went into labor just a day or two after Mm -hmm. that, like very soon after Mm -hmm. she was so, so big, like she was so pregnant when that happened. Nah, it was, it. it was fantastic. Loved it. Loved it. Okay, my next one is hyperbole and a half, unfortunate situations, flawed coping mechanisms, mayhem, and other things that happened. That's extensive that title. Was a, that was a lot of words. <laughs> and it's by Allie Brosh. So she's not a well-known comedian mm-hmm. at all. She actually got her start on her blog. Oh, And cool. she she would write about her depression, her stupid dog, like moving, if being a If it's a, a dog, kid. it's not stupid. No, her dog was hysterically stupid. Oh, okay, okay. Kind of like my dog Archer is hysterically stupid. <laughs> like, like I yeah, like he's just so dumb. <laughs> she, but what she does with it, instead of being a book that you just sit and read, it's like sketched out little comics 
that she's done. Oh, and cool. they're hilarious. Yeah. Like she's got this. There's memes of it. Mm. You just don't know that that's where it's oh. from. It's by her. And they're hilarious. She tells stories about how one time when she was a little kid, she had gone to the dentist and like had some work done to where like her mouth was numb. And then her mom took her to McDonald's. Well, earlier that day, she had promised to take Allie to the park. Well, Allie can't go. Like, her mouth isn't working. She's Mm -hmm. drooling. But she's at McDonald's, and her mom's like, no, sweetie, we have to go home. You can't you can't play today. You're sick. <laughs> and so she starts screaming that she wants to go to the park, but she can't say words right. And so people in McDonald's are thinking this mom is being mean to this mentally challenged Aww. kid. And she's like, I just wanted to go to the park. But it's told in these series of comics that she's, like, drawn. And That's they're, amazing. They're hilarious. And then she does like a segment on being depressed and how stupid it is when you're depressed that you have nothing to be depressed about. Mm-hmm. But she's like, there's no reason. But I'm so sad and I can't get I out mean, of bed. I mean, that is depression. Yeah. That's what it is. Exactly. But she just, she makes light of it. And, and she's like, I'm here with you. I get it. And I get that it's so frustrating when you're depressed because there's no true reason to be depressed, but you can't get out of it mm-hmm. because it's depression. Right. And it's... She tells stuff in such a way that it's it's hilarious, and Amazing. it's all com- like little comics, and it's oh I I love it. I'll take it out every once in a while when I'm just in a pissy mood, mm-hmm. just to read through some of the stories because they're so funny. Nice, that's awesome. Yeah, it's it's that's great. That's really cool, and I've never heard of her. So yeah, I'll have really to let fun. you look at it. It's it's you can read through it really quickly, so I'll have to let you borrow that. Okay, cool. I'm next going to discuss is everyone hanging out without me and other concerns by Mindy Kaling. Love her. Love, love, love her. Uh, this one is... This one's her first, This right? was her first one, yes. Okay. And that's... She, she talks about growing up as a child of immigrants, about mm-hmm. being chubby as a kid. Mm-hmm. And it was just... It was adorable. It was like her life just mixed in with the, yeah. the humor that Mindy Kaling has that yeah. only she has that she, is very specific to her. And I thought it was just precious. I, that, I read that and learned a lot about her that I didn't know that she got her start writing on The Office. Right. Like, I didn't I, know that either. Yeah. I, I thought she was just the the girl in the show like yeah. I had no idea that she had a big part of writing mm-hmm. that yeah it's, it's pretty cool yeah it and was you learn a lot about her but that also segues into the second one I read of hers which is why not me mm-hmm. um and, and I didn't like this one as much as I loved the first one but this one's is a collection of essays mm-hmm. um and it's basically on her it's about her ongoing journey to find contentment and excitement in her adult life mm-hmm. so we we learn all about her childhood and now we're talking about you know what she's doing now kind of but mm-hmm. she also like she puts in little funny humor essays about like beauty yeah. um, regimens or <laughs> different like anecdotes that are just really funny she does she also talks about how your size as a woman your size you can wear it. she was like i'm typically a size eight but in some things i'm a size 14 because sizing sucks this like, is true. The The clothing industry, the fashion industry for women oh is the most absurd thing ever. And I think it's intentionally designed to make women feel bad about themselves. So they'll keep buying beauty products. and They'll keep buying this and that. And it's just, it's infuriating. Girl, you don't have to tell me. I just went wedding dress shopping and that shit was unreal. I was there. I, I remember. <laughs> I had a meltdown, guys, because the dresses wouldn't fit me. And it's not like I'm this gigantic whale of a person. Right. But it made me feel horrible. And mm-hmm. that's not how anybody ever should feel. Right. Especially about like wedding dresses are specifically sized like mm-hmm. 
four sizes off. And I'm like, it's the most important dress for the most important day of your life. And they want to make you feel like crap. Yeah. Well done, guys. It was fantastic. I don't know how to fix this situation, but somebody should. Yeah. Someone smarter than me. (laughs) My next one is My Horizontal Life, a collection of one night stands by Chelsea Handler. So (laughs) that sounds funny. No, I have almost all of her books and if um even if I don't have it I've read it and she also has another one coming out which is I'm even more excited about which I'll talk about in a second so I've read all of hers but my personal favorites are my horizontal life and then are you there vodka it's me Chelsea (laughs) that sounds about like you Yes, we are We are the same. <laughs> I've never watched her show or any comedy of hers mm-hmm. or read any of her books, so I don't know a lot about her. I just, I think that it's another woman that is just unapologetically, this is who I am. Mm-hmm. Like, I like sex. I like to drink. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't want to have a family. I don't have an urge to be a mom, and mm-hmm. that's okay. That's who I am. Like, right. she's just, just unapologetically me. And I love her. And so her first one, her first book ever was a collection of one night stands. Nice. And it's just talking about when she first moved out of out of her parents' home, had her first job, and all she and her roommates did was work just enough to be able to pay for the booze that they wanted for their parties and hook up with guys. Nice. And some of the stories are hysterical. There's a story about where she's hooking up with a Vegas stripper. Is that advisable? I mean they're hot okay and then she's like she's got guys that she's hooked up with that that were exchange students in college like just so like a a barney stinson type scenario here. she is the female barney stinson yes awesome awesome she's amazing so she's got one coming out on april 9th and it's called life will be the death of me that is the truth so after how the political climate is right now she kind of had a huge awakening and you can tell this by her social media presence now it used to be just her being funny and like goofing off and making fun of people and that's what her shows were about and all of that but with the political climate that it is now she's kind of she's still herself she's still funny and and uh, graphic and rude and all of that but she's also very focused on the future now Mm, she's intentional yes and so this next essay collection I am ecstatic about getting because it's kind of her in the past couple of years her kind of 180 oh cool and her focus on the future and all of that and I'm I'm so excited to read it so that's coming out soon and I will be getting it yeah because I have all of them now is this going to be a scenario where you take off work like you did with Kingdom of Ash (laughs) I don't think it's that serious because it also won't be a thousand page book and it also True. won't make me cry. Right. Probably. Mm-hmm. I still have a hard time thinking about Kingdom of Ash and not getting emotional. This is off topic, though. Um, <laughs> I know. I have so many thoughts about Kingdom of Ash. Maybe we'll spend an episode just on that series. <laughs> <laughs> we could do that. I could talk about it for days. Me too. But yeah, Chelsea Handler, anything by her is hilarious. My least favorite of hers was probably Lies That Chelsea Handler Told Me. But I listened to it when I was training mm-hmm. uh, to run a 5K. And there's nothing more hilarious. Wait, what? Yeah, I used to run 5Ks. Okay. <laughs> I have was never run any 5Ks. Oh, yeah. I've run like three or four. Oh, cool. Um, if I'm running, something's chasing me. Yeah. 
But yeah, no, there's nothing more hilarious than someone running and laughing and then in pain <laughs> because you're laughing at the audiobook that you're listening right. to. Hilarious. I think, that, I think that would be a good idea. Lies, Chelsea Handler told me. Mm-hmm. Is that any relation to that book, Lies, My Teacher Told Me? Is like like where she got the title or whatever? Maybe. Cool. Um, she, I have that book and I've read it and I loved it. <laughs> I've wanted to read that for a while, but it's actually, it's not even written by her. I think mm-hmm. she does the foreword, but then each chapter is a different person in her life telling lies that she oh, told them. That's kind of funny. And I then the audio book was each person reading their own chapter. That See, I think that's more intriguing than some of the others, but you didn't it was, like it as well? It was funny, but it wasn't Chelsea Handler funny. It was mm-hmm. funny because it was, she's an idiot <laughs> like what are you why why are you like torturing your family and friends <laughs> with the stupid shit you do that's so like i think one of them was there was a, a friend of chelsea's that got hooked on pills mm-hmm. and chelsea was trying to get her to stop but in an, a, a stupid way mm-hmm. so they were flying somewhere and chelsea told her that hey i brought pills for you you need to stick them up your ass and talked this woman into taking pills to another country in a not so nice place and when they get there they fall out and she's freaking out because customs is right there and it turns out it was advil the whole time i think i would kill somebody if they did this to me well the person was hooked on pills yeah still (laughs) i will i will tell you this though i picked up the i think it's the my horizontal life Mm -hmm. um or it's one of chelsea handler's books and i tried to read it and Mm -hmm. the first like chapter was about her walking in on her parents having sex (laughs) and i just couldn't do it i couldn't get into it so a lot of her her humor is like cringe yeah like cringe humor Mm -hmm. but i i think it's hysterical that's like it's it's something that i'll read if i'm in a really bad mood Mm -hmm. i've read some terrible stuff like i just want to laugh i gotcha i will read her cool cool well, I'm going to discuss Scrappy Little Nobody. So cute. Yes, and that's by Anna Kendrick, another person I want to be my best friend. Oh, I, I loved her. her. She's I love probably her. the same height as you. I think we are very similar in height. Little bitty. <laughs> Little bitty. I love, this is a collection of essays. It's just, it's funny. It's charming. I didn't realize she was a child star on Broadway. And she talks about like her parents working and stuff and her and her brother would go into the city by themselves absolutely nuts <laughs> insane like Insanity. one time they even had to stay for days and yeah. it was just them two by themselves mm-hmm. and they had to buy her clothes and I think to he's fit like, an audition yeah he was like 14 or something and she was yeah. 12 like they're this is so young so young staying yeah. in the city yeah no and but she tells it in such a way that it's hysterical she was so um, funny and then she was in a like a musical comedy kind of things mm-hmm. where she got first movie role mm-hmm. and, and it kind of came become like this cult classic yeah yeah we finished each other's sentences way too much well we've read so much of the same stuff <laughs> this is true this is true i also i love the fact that like she talks about you know, she talks about dating boys that suck and dating mm-hmm. boys that you know are bad for you mm-hmm. but and that are you're in like a toxic kind of relationship but you can't get away from mm-hmm. um like the boy that doesn't really care about you so much but you're like infatuated so you do anything yeah and you kind of have to have these moments before you can move on and find mr mr wonderful you yeah. have to have the guys that like can make you realize what you're doing to yourself yeah to, to get over that and i i loved that she also talks about how she's like not really an adult. Like it's like <laughs> that quote, I need an adultier adult. Yeah. 
Um, or like sometimes I feel like I'm playing house. Right. Like, yes. Yeah. And she talks about that. Like she's going to movie premieres, but she's like living in her friend's garage or something yeah. like and it's it, it was just it was really yeah. really really funny and i i loved hearing about her because i love pitch perfect mm-hmm. um <laughs> i loved the role she had in twilight oh and i so. always forget <laughs> that she was in twilight and wasn't yes. the chapter of that titled i forgot that i was in twilight <laughs> something like that yeah um because she did have just a very small role yeah. but she was so funny mm-hmm. um and i i i loved her yeah. If she re- writes another book, I'll read it too. Okay, so speaking of writing another book, what do you think, kind of a small tangent, what do you think about people in their 20s writing memoirs? I think if they have enough to say, I, I'm, I have no problem with You're it. You're fine with it? Sometimes it annoys me. I'm like, bitch, you are 25. You, What are you doing? Right, but if they've lived a life worth discussing, mm. like I see Tara Westover could mm-hmm. have written her book in her 20s, and I think it wouldn't have been as powerful, but I think she's been through enough that she would have had important things to say already. Right, but she's completely different, though. Like, she had something to say, mm-hmm. and it was very – it's – everyone should read it. Mm-hmm. But, like, when it's a celebrity – like I f- mm. sometimes I feel like I remember when Justin Bieber put out his book no. when he was like 16. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I did not know that he yeah. did a book. And I was like, what? Are, why? You've you've done four things in your life. I would like to try to think that I'm not the kind of person that would be like this book shouldn't get made because I love books so much. Mm-hmm. But maybe this book shouldn't get made. Mm. I mean, that's that's OK to say you're in a safe place here. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> Okay, my next one is Neil Patrick Harris, Choose Your Own Autobiography. Ah, I have not read this one, but I'm, I really, really, really want to, but I love Neil Patrick Harris. He's one of my favorites. I've loved him in literally everything he's ever done. So this was written in a really funny way. Like, you remember your Choose Your Own Adventure books. Yes, like, if I you wanna loved go, those. Yeah, so if you want to go down the forest, go to page 28. If you want to go to the cave... Go to page 54. Did you, like, go back and do it all the different ways and, like, choose every way you could choose it just to see how everything turned out? Those books or this book? Both? Both. Um, yes. When I was a kid and I read those, I would write down my decisions <laughs> so that I could go back and make different ones. Well, I didn't write down my decisions because I'm not that kind of person, but I always wanted to know what choice I didn't make, like right. go back and make that choice. And mm-hmm. Yeah. I think nice it says a lot. That way? It says a lot about me that I wrote <laughs> down my choices. <laughs> it does. Yes. Okay. So this one is amazing. He does t- like talk about as being a child star, how we got into that coming to terms with his own sexuality, meeting his person, Aww. David Burke amazing. I follow them on Instagram. Oh, I love them. Their family I, I can't. Right. And their Halloween costumes every year. And they do like photo shoots and everything. And they're, they're amazing. Their twins are precious. Ugh. So it talks about getting their twins. Aww. And that chapter made me cry, which is weird Shocking. because I know I have a black heart when it comes to kids. But that <laughs> chapter made me cry. <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't tell people about that. <laughs> I don't even care. But I, I loved it. And actually, I read the book from cover to cover instead of making my own adventure. Mm-hmm. And if you did that, you came to a page that was like, congrats, you're one of the assholes that's reading this cover <laughs> to cover. So you get this one page and no one else will because you read it wrong. <laughs> it that's like, so funny. Yeah. But I, I loved it. Like, I mean, that's such a creative way 
to do a book. Yeah, and he really did. Like, if you choose to go on Doogie Howser, go to p- this page. If you choose not to go into show business, go to this page. Oh, that's cool. And, and like, if you choose not to go to show business, it would be like, and you live out the rest of your days in Kansas. <laughs> like, just, it, it was something like, I don't remember where he, where he was from, but yeah. it was something Midwestern, I think. That's amazing. But it was it was fantastic. You I, know, I love him when he does, like, award shows when he's the host and he does, like, the opening numbers The Tonys? Yes. Oh, he's yeah. my favorite host. I want him to host everything always. I, I want him to always be on my television. Mm-hmm. Like, I even miss Barney Stinson just because. Right, and he was a terrible person. Right, but I, ju- I miss fun. him because I want Neil Patrick Harris to right. always be doing something that mm-hmm. I can watch. And I also think it's a testament to his acting mm-hmm. that this character is just so much different than I he know. is in real life. Um, I, yeah. I loved it. I Neil Patrick Harris can do no wrong. Yes, I me. can't wait to read that one. Mm-hmm. I'll let you borrow that too. Yes, yay. My next book that I'm going to discuss is Yes, My Accent is Real and Some Other Things I Haven't Told You. That's by Kunal Nayar. I love him. I love him so much. And I don't know if we've talked about My favorite show of all time is The Big Bang Theory. Mm-hmm. Like, I love it so much, my husband put it in our wedding vows. <laughs> he did? I don't yeah. remember that. He said, um, I promise to always watch Big Bang Theory with you, even oh. when you've made me watch it for like the millionth time. Oh. Like I, I just rewatch it and rewatch it, and it's it's just so funny because those are my people, those are my nerdy mm-hmm. people. But we, Tavi and I even went and did Big Bang Theory trivia, and we won. Yes, we, uh, I basically single handedly defeated everyone else in the building. Like, and I, I don't know if that's something to be proud of. It or, should, or something to be a little sad about. Mm-hmm. But um, it's fine because you dominate at Big Bang, I dominate at Friends, right? And then together we win Harry Potter. Yes. So, yes. Yeah. We, we love trivia, too. We love going to play trivia. Oh, my yes. God. I can't stop with the trivia. <laughs> okay. Anyways, um, Kunal. Yes, but Kunal's book, it was a, a collection of essays, which I, I guess a lot of the comedians, they that's mm-hmm. how they gather their thoughts and they mm-hmm. write their books. But basically it starts, <laughs> he's just so freaking funny. Mm-hmm. It starts when he's a little boy in New Delhi. And then he goes to private school and he describes himself as a badass badminton player. <laughs> <laughs> and he competitively plays badminton, badminton? It's got badminton. An, no, it's got an N in it. It's B-A-D-M-I-N-T-O-N, badminton. Oh, well then Americans have been saying it wrong <laughs> for a minute. Well then this is true. But like who does, who does that? That's funny. And so he talks about all the tournaments, the badminton minton tournaments that he goes and plays <laughs> in. It's uh, it's so funny. Did you um, listen to this or did you read it? Both. Both. Was yes. it amazing listening to it? So awesome. I could listen yeah. to him talk Me just too. all day. And his accent is real. What? <laughs> Um, but he also talks about growing up in New Delhi. I guess they're a little bit behind mm-hmm. the times or whatever. But he, he watched The Wonder Years growing up. And he had the biggest crush on one Winnie Cooper. Mm. So fast forward to Big Bang Theory. And he has to make out with Danica McKellar, who played oh. Winnie Cooper. And he I <laughs> talks do about that. filming that scene. Hysterical. Mm-hmm. And he's like... I mean, I know that filming makeout scenes is never the same as like filming, you know, as real life kissing or whatever. And he, he talks about how nervous he was and mm-hmm. and telling her that he used to have this big crush on her when she was. I'm sure that creeper. really calmed her down. Right. <laughs> so so funny. And then he also talks about like he comes to America to go to college, but then yeah. he gets like jobs being a janitor to or a housekeeper to get, like gets to go through college mm-hmm. and then he marries the former miss india their wedding in just seven days hearing about their wedding and like meeting her and yes. just 
It's amazing. Apparently, Indian weddings are very extravagant and they're very lengthy. So his wedding was seven days long. And beautiful. And after reading that, I looked up yes. pictures because she is beautiful. Well, yeah, but I mean, then, she's Miss India, right? But then their wedding was gorgeous Mm -hmm. and he talks about like riding the elephant Mm -hmm. down the parade of their wedding like oh my god it was awesome it was so much fun um he also talks about being a theater major Mm -hmm. and you know big bang's the first thing he did out of college it blows my mind literally his Mm -hmm. first job is this humongous sitcom Mm -hmm. like yeah it's incredible yes i i just i loved this book it mm-hmm. was so much fun mm-hmm. i would like to be a badass badminton player as well <laughs> you know who big bang uh you know what actor on big bang should do a book is jim parsons i would read that so much like oh, yeah. so hard i would love 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 to read that i think his life would be very interesting to hear mm-hmm. about I do too, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I watched him on Who Do You Think You Are? Because I'm a nerd, and that's a genealogy TV show where they do oh, their genealogy. Okay. I was like, I don't know. What yeah, that is. and I watched him on that show, and I just, oh, I love him. Where is he from? Is he really from Texas? He's yeah, he is really from Texas. Okay. He, his roots trace back to to England and mm. and whatnot. Um, and I just, I loved it. That's awesome. My next one is still Fulinum. By Billy K- Crystal. It's still fooling them. Yes, but oh, he okay. does still, still fooling, um, oh, like okay. apostrophe okay. em. So Billy Crystal is kind of this actor that's been in everything. Well, right, like yeah. anything that you know and loved from like the nineties, he's in it. Mm-hmm. But you know, he didn't really get his start in Hollywood until he was like late thirties, and that gives me hope. There you go. You could still be a star. Not like Harrison Ford didn't until he was like 40 right. or something. Neither did Samuel L. Jackson. Samuel Jackson was in his 40s. Nice. I just, everything about that whole, like his journey is so interesting. But he mm-hmm. gives little, little insights into when Harry met Sally. Oh, I uh, love it. It's my favorite. I it's love, one of my favorites. love that movie. And then he gives insights into Princess Bride, like his little tiny part in it, but it you know, made a big I deal. I mean, such a significant mm-hmm. contribution to the movie was his little character. It just yeah. made such an impact, though. He and Carol... Carol Kane. He and the woman that plays his wife, they ad-libbed mostly that entire scene. Mm-hmm. And he said that he kept changing it up because he loved seeing the people laugh. Yes, and, like, Mandy Patinkin had to leave mm-hmm. set, and Rob Reiner, they had to leave set because he was making them laugh so much, and they needed the quiet for I the filming. It. I picked that up in Carrie Ellis's book. Yeah, so. but, yeah, he talks a little bit about that. He talks about his friendship with Muhammad Ali. Oh, that's cool. And it talks about, like, their friendship. They were friends for many, many years, and then he eventually gave a eulogy oh, at his funeral. That's really awesome. Yeah, and then briefly talks about his friendship with Andre the Giant. Yeah, so he he just has a lot of great experiences to talk about, and that's it's awesome. fascinating to read. I, I really, really enjoyed it, and I would love to see. I didn't look this up, but I would love to see if he reads it. I would love to listen to oh, it. Oh, so you actually read this I one. did read, read cool. it. There's only one that I listened to, and it's not one I've talked about yet. 
But yeah, I'm getting to the point now where if it's a nonfiction written by a celebrity, I would prefer to listen to it because it's Mm -hmm. it's so much better coming from them. And I I find that they add little bits into the story. Yeah. um, When they're doing the audible or the audio narration Mm -hmm. that they don't add otherwise. Yeah. The violin girl that was on Dancing with the Stars. What's her name? I know who you're talking about, but I do not know her name. Well, I listened to that and she played the violin in between chapters. Oh, that's cool. She has a book. Yeah. Nice. It's called The Only Pirate at the Party. (laughs) One time she went to a dress up party and she thought it was a Halloween dress Uh up party and it was a dress up party. (laughs) And she was the only pirate at the party. That's hilarious. That's amazing. All right. I'm going to talk about the girl with the lower back tattoo. And that is by Amy Schumer. Mm-hmm. And I loved this one too, guys. I mean, basically none of these that I hate. Mm-hmm. But she was just, she's funny and dark and insightful and real. Mm-hmm. And another person who's unapologetic. Yeah. But like she's, she's been through things. And when, and this one is a collection of essays as well. But she, she talks about love and sex, but also toxic, abusive relationships mm-hmm. and the importance of consent. Mm-hmm. And I loved that part of it. But she, she also has the courage just to be herself and like we're talking about unapologetic yeah. and just, yes, I like to sleep around. Yes, I like to burp. This is me. Like train wreck is kind of her. Like yeah. it's, it's obviously they take some liberties, but she's just very real. Mm-hmm. But I love the fact that she wasn't afraid to talk about the things that she's been through, mm-hmm. like, you know, issues of like consent, like I said, mm-hmm. how important that is and how vital it is mm-hmm. to have consent. And then it being in abusive relationships and not being able to see it. Mm-hmm. Like you, you, everyone has to get there on their own. You, you can't make other people see what they're going through. They have to, to experience it themselves and get to that, that point themselves. And I just, mm, I loved it. I really loved uh, how she kind of portrayed her relationship with her father, who I believe has multiple sclerosis. Yes, okay. Yes. So um, kind of like the character in Trainwreck, that movie is is loosely based on her father. Oh, I didn't. I haven't. I've not seen that movie. Oh, okay. Um, so I didn't know that. Yes. But yeah, I just love how she portrayed it because yes, he is a person that has made made mistakes in his life. Mm-hmm. Yes, he wasn't maybe the best dad mm-hmm. at, when she was growing up, but she's still there for him. She's still caring for him. If you mm-hmm. follow her on social media, she has her dad on there sometimes. Like mm-hmm. she, yeah, it's it's a really really neat mm-hmm. insight into into her life for sure i agree and um i also this is kind of a a little bit of sidebar but she was on last comic standing that used to be a tv show that was on i actually was in la when they filmed one of the final episodes and i got to see her when she was performing on last comic standing i think it was like the um semi-finals it was just it was her there were four of them but that was also when john reap was on there i don't know he's a comedian he's like the hemi guy the trucks Mm. The commercials was like, has it got a Hemi? <laughs> <laughs> haven't haven't seen that. Well, you're missing out. But that's awesome. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. That's really so cool. So it was really cool. But she also in in the book she talks about you know being the female mm-hmm. comedian in a male dominated world, and mm-hmm. I like that. And with her dad, she talks about monogamy not being a a, a trait that one aspired to. Yeah. Um, and she was just really really fascinating. Mm-hmm. And I loved the title, the girl with the lower back tattoo, which was. A play on the girl with the dragon tattoo. Yeah. 
Um, and I love that book too. So okay, my next one is My Lucky Life in and Out of Show Business by Dick Van Dyke. That's amazing. Okay, so he's like a thousand years old. Right, but precious. He's so precious from childhood on, and it's it's fantastic. That's amazing. So you get a lot of insights into who he is and all of that, but you also get insight into Mary Poppins. One of my favorite movies is Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. I Aww. watched that nonstop as a kid. Yeah. But hearing him talking about the filming of it and it was a horrible set to be on. Oh, wow. Like that really made me so sad. Yeah. Um, but no, just it's it was really I mean, really I can imagine he's having a lot to say. Oh yeah. Yeah, and it's a it's a pretty long book. He one of my favorite parts was he had a role in the civil rights movement. At one point he was oh. he was he was a very religious churchgoer. And this was back when segregation was still a thing. Like, mm-hmm. he's very old. So he went to an all-white church in L.A. And they had a meeting, kind of like the elders of the church had a meeting that he was involved in. And they were talking about, what should we do to help um, with this? And he had said, well, why don't we invite the local black church to come to our church and we'll visit their church and kind That's of reach out cool. a hand that way. And there, his pastor was like, no. And he oh, left wow. that church and never went back. Wow. And then he was on stage one night with Martin Luther King Jr. and all of the men wow. in the in the um, civil rights movement, even when there were uh, threats to Martin Luther King's life, they all, all of the men on that stage said, we will still be there next to you, including oh, Dick Van Dyke. That's so amazing. I know. It made me love him so much more. But I didn't think I could love him anymore. I know, but it was it was fascinating him talking about meeting Julie Andrews, yeah. which is kind of like my goddess. You're meeting the queen. I guys, I one night stayed out all night and went Black Friday shopping so I could go to Barnes and Noble at seven AM because they had a children's book written by Julie Andrews and her daughter that was autographed. Oh, that's cool. And I I beat an old lady to the book and didn't even look back. Susie. I don't even care. <laughs> and I still have it. It is one of my most prized possessions Aww. because Julie Andrews is my life. I love her. Yeah, so it talks about, you know, his friendship mm-hmm. with her and working with her like, oh. Now, does he talk about Night at the Museum cuz I love him as the bad guy in that movie? Actually, I don't remember. If he does, it's probably just a brief, brief excerpt. Yeah. I mean, I know he's not right. Like that's later on, but I thought him as the villain and mm-hmm. the old guy is just I so know. funny. I know, and he's such a sweet guy. Like, there's no mm-hmm. way. Like, he can't be bad. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. Right. Um. But no, I I loved it. I love I love him. So that was a great insight because it covered his entire life. It covered his divorce from his first wife. It covers losing his second wife. Like, it's oh, wow. just. It's it's a fascinating read, especially if you've loved him. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I absolutely That's recommend awesome. it. That's awesome. The last book that I have on my list is Girl Walks Into a Bar, Comedy Calamities, Dating Disasters, and a Midlife Miracle. That's by Rachel Dratch. Oh, okay. I now she's, like, I don't know if everyone's familiar, she's been out of the spotlight for a little bit, but mm-hmm. she played Debbie Downer <laughs> on, <laughs> right, <laughs> on SNL. So this, basically, this book is like... What happens after you're a Hollywood actor and you peak? Mm-hmm. And what what do you do? What happens after she left SNL? She said she had time for yoga and <laughs> arts and crafts. Um, and then it also spends a significant amount of time talking about becoming a mom at 40. Like she had given up on the notion that she was going to find somebody and become a mom. And she was like, you know, I had made my peace with that. But then she 
meets this guy kind of randomly at a, a, a party and becomes very early unexpectedly pregnant at 40. Wow. And it talks about, you know, midlife, the midlife miracle. Um, and becoming a mom late in life but also what people kind of think of you after you've done this great thing mm-hmm. but you're not really doing so much mm-hmm. she talks about that basically the only role she would be offered would be a lesbian or like a gym teacher or a lesbian gym teacher <laughs> or you know she's like because mm, she's not your quintessential like bottle blonde right she's not the hollywood it girl mm-hmm. you know type and so she she spends a lot of time talking about that but just she's just so she's so funny. And I mm-hmm. listened to this one as well. And her telling it was just funny. But most of it, she talks about, you know, the coming to terms with the fact that she was never going to have kids. And then all of a sudden being unexpectedly mm-hmm. with child at the age of 40. That's funny. Um, it was pretty cool. I, I really enjoyed it. And I gave it five stars as well. I love the friendship between her, Tina Fey, Amy Poehler and the woman in Bridesmaids, the one that got married. Maya Rudolph. Yes. Mm-hmm. I love their friendship together because they'll have each other mm-hmm. in their movies. Yes, they will. Like that I I love their friendship. Mm-hmm. I think it's wonderful. I do too. And she she talks about she filmed like the pilot episode of 30 Rock. She was going to play the role that ultimately went to Jane Krasansky. Wow. Right. And so they they decided that she wasn't quite right for the role and she's like in a reasonably so jane krasansky did much better but it was it was kind of interesting huh. and just she's not like super super well known anymore mm-hmm. and just getting the insights behind oh yeah her. she's like old school snl yeah and not a lot of people you know right watch it anymore yeah right. mm. um but she was just she was so funny and i i i really really enjoyed reading her book mm. or listening to it Okay, I've got Seriously, I'm Kidding by Ellen DeGeneres. (laughs) So I don't think there's a person on this planet that can hate Ellen DeGeneres. I'm sure people will try. I mean, unless you're an asshole. But Mm -hmm. um, she's, I, this is the one that I listened to. Oh. And it was like riding around with Ellen. Mm -hmm. It didn't have like a ton of insight into mm-hmm. like her background and mm-hmm. my, like I know she talks about her mom she has her mom on Ellen mm-hmm. often yes um but and I know that she grew up in New Orleans and oh, I didn't know that mm-hmm. and she I know she came from kind of a religious background oh. and but I know she this is her second book mm-hmm. she has a first book that I just recently bought I haven't read yet mm-hmm. but I own this one I haven't listened to it yet someone had listened to it and said that it was just kind of meh it was okay. It's kind of like how it was very much like how Ellen is in real life. She doesn't really comment on hot topics. Mm-hmm. She um, just kind of stays in her lane. Like she's the very clean, funny lady. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of how her book was. It was gotcha. just a lot of joking and kidding around, mm-hmm. but it didn't go as deep as other gotcha. ones that we've talked about. But I mean, it was still Ellen. It was still right. cute. Do you think it's as funny as some of the like, overtly funny as some other memoirs no not at all maybe that's why the person didn't like maybe um yeah it's not it's not like laugh out loud funny but i mean i love ellen so like you know i remember when her first sitcom Mm -hmm. was on and she came out yeah and she made the decision to come out and then all of the backlash from that and Mm -hmm. they had to cancel her show and everything so i'm really glad that she got that redemption oh i know and Um, i love her show like, I and I, I love her. I love following her on social media mm-hmm. and just the hysterical stuff that she does. Yes. Like I love the tirade she goes on about big pins for women. She's like, this is exactly what we needed. Pins for women. <laughs> Screw <laughs> equality. Screw competitive pay. 
we've got pink pins. <laughs> Thanks so much, Bic. I appreciate it. Yeah, no, she's hysterical. But yeah, she doesn't often comment about big, big topics because I think like she's already a lesbian. Like it's it's right. too much. I love her and her wife's relationship. Her and Portia de Rossi are amazing. It's precious. Um, and you know, Portia has a book. Oh, I did not know that. It's older too, but it's um, it's more talking about uh, dealing with an eating disorder and how oh, to be healthy after I that, gotcha. and the mentality that yeah. you live with for oh, the rest of cool. your life. Yeah, um, I don't. I checked it out from the library, but it was back in the day where I had like forty library books at home, <laughs> and I recently. So like yesterday. <laughs> no, I recently took back twenty. Oh my gosh! I know. Okay. I'm trying to whittle it down, but yeah. I love Ellen. It wasn't my favorite, mm-hmm. but it's it's Ellen, it's and I love Ellen. her. Yeah. Nice. Okay. The last one that we've both read together was The Greatest Love Story Ever Told by Nick Offerman and Megan Mullally, which li- literally their relationship is the greatest love story. Right. It is relationship goals, guys. They're, they're amazing. Hysterical. So I read it. You listened to it. Mm-hmm. And now I really want to listen to it. So it the book awesome. is written in a really different format. Mm-hmm. So the book is written like it says Nick and what he says. And mm-hmm. then it says Megan and what she says. So it's kind of like reading a script almost. Mm-hmm. But I think that they they may have recorded themselves just chatting and then put it to page. I, it, the way that it reads or listens is like that and I think in the beginning of the audiobook they talk about basically we didn't sit down to just write a book we sat down and had conversations with each other yeah and that's kind of where it was that's kind of how it read to me it (laughs) felt like they just sat down and chatted and just happened to record it Mm -hmm. and then had it transcribed but it and it's really interesting though it discusses both of their childhoods Mm -hmm. growing up and Mm -hmm. how completely different they were it discusses how they met which it wasn't really well known how they met i had no idea it discussed how they like super quietly got married but then Mm -hmm. the next day was the golden globes or something Mm -hmm. and it got out immediately and she thought she was gonna be like the she thought she was more of a celebrity i guess than she was she was worried about helicopters coming (laughs) to the wedding so everything was top secret and she's like yeah i I." no one cared (laughs) (laughs) but then it talks about how when they were first together, she was on the first iteration of Will and mm-hmm. Grace and how huge she was. Mm-hmm. And Nick Offerman is still struggling. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as Will and Grace ends, it was his turn to be on Parks and Rec. Mm-hmm. And then he was huge and Megan mm-hmm. wasn't doing anything. Mm-hmm. And just their their relationship and kind of how they ebb and flow. Mm-hmm. And they also talk about the concept of having children and Mm -hmm. then coming to terms with the fact that that wasn't going to happen for Mm -hmm. them and being at peace with that and being Mm -hmm. just really happy together yeah they listen to audiobooks and do puzzles together yes which is in in the book you show me i think or i looked it up or something they have pictures of all of the puzzles yes (laughs) together it's It's so so cute yes and yeah in the Okay, so in the book, in the middle, there's a bunch of pictures. Mm-hmm. In the audiobook, they went through and described. Yes, they described the pictures. Because you, you can't see them in the audiobook, but they tell you what they're doing. And it's so funny. That's hysterical. It really is. But yeah, it just, like, my dream would be to sit down with my person and listen to an audiobook mm-hmm. and do a puzzle. But m- my fiancé likes neither of those things. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, yeah, just their relationship, man. And I love the fact that they both have very successful 
other careers. Mm-hmm. Like he has a very successful woodworking yeah. shop where he sells furniture and stuff. Yeah. And she's in a band. Yeah. She's been in like two or three bands, but I didn't realize that she was as good of a singer as she is like before I read this or listened to this book and she's in a really successful band. Yeah. And that's they're really both cool. equally amazing. Yes. And then, okay. So I watch Will and Grace. I, I, I don't, I've I actually never, I recently, it's all on Hulu. And so oh, I cool. recently went back, started from the very, very beginning, oh, wow. watched it all the way through. Karen is my favorite character mm-hmm. on that show. Like I like that. It's interesting that she does her in a different voice than her real yeah. voice. Actually, did you know that she was almost picked to do Dory, but because she was contractually not allowed to use the Karen voice in any other way, they went with Ellen instead. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Well, I can't see anyone else's Dory. Oh, I though. know. I know. But yeah, she was almost Ellen, but couldn't do it because she's not allowed to use that voice for any other character. And then she was also in the most recent recent version of Fame. She was a teacher in, in the school oh, that cool. Fame is is based at she's a teacher and she ends up singing there oh, and that's cool. how i i found out that she was a singer i had no idea yeah i had no clue until yeah. i read this book and so i've been watching will and grace and then mm-hmm. the recent version of will and grace one of the most recent episodes karen goes on this like drug trip and <laughs> ends up believing that she's um that she's putting on a show and puts on a show in a laundromat and okay. sings her heart out <laughs> and it's amazing that's hilarious yeah so i i love um, her i love both of them yes, and their and relationship i think nick offerman is probably the closest to his character on parks and rec absolutely like he he's that person he is nick offerman yeah mm-hmm. yeah i it's love so funny. i loved it well that's well, a wrap well now i'm sad right we've talked about a lot of good stuff i know now i'm gonna have to find another really good book to read you could go pick up Artemis Fowl. I talked about it in the last episode. <laughs> I love that book so freaking much. Well, now, yeah, I could bring you Neil Patrick Harris's book, mm-hmm. and then you bring me something, mm-hmm. and then we'll be happy again. We'll do an exchange. There you go. Sounds like a good plan. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks for hanging out with us, guys. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.